0: Hi, right,
1: good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Friday. Thanks for being with us here on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO, and one hundred six point three FM. It's Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller, with you until noon. A lot of college football conversation today, mixing in some MLB. Uh, six days away from opening day, Washington has been clear to host games. Uh, In the nation's capital, so all things are a go for opening day. Of course, weather permitting, and Mm -hmm. then a full slate of games a week from today. Oh! And we're underway. Kyle Hendricks named the starter of the Cubbies. We had that uh, debate. Not debate, but we brought it up with Cappy on Wednesday. Uh, is Hendricks beats You uh, Darvish, who will go second, and then John Lester third. But the professor with the opening day start for the Cubs.
2: And uh, we will get to see that one on the new Marquee Network, 664 on your DirecTV dial. Have
1: you watched it? No. Uh, when not I not I even it? a moment. I tuned in the other night because I thought there was a game on, Mm -hmm. and there wasn't. I I didn't stay. I don't even know what was on in in its place. But I guess there's a lot of baseball coming up in the next couple of days if you want to watch some spring or some uh, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) exhibition games before they start for real next week. So um, maybe. maybe This weekend ESPN
2: has White Sox Cubs. Do they? There you go. Is that tomorrow maybe? Might be. It's one of the two over the weekend. I can't remember which one. It's an evening Apparently broadcast. I think seven o'clock uh, for that one. But yeah, one of the two days. I'll check for sure on that one. But that'll be fun. Yeah, two teams actually opposing each other. And, right. And I've enjoyed so much of this and just what, going what the the watching what just watching guys go through warm up yeah, workouts and we're live starved, pitching. Right? We're starved. Yes, it's. I mean, it goes all the way back to Tanaka when he was hit by that comebacker. Ooh, and that was scary, wasn't it? And, and Boy, I mean, these guys are out there, and there's yeah. not an L screen in front Did of them. Did you see and...
1: Stanton's reaction in the batter's yes. box, too? He was scared to death. You know,
2: the, Stanton believes that he's got to figure out all these soft tissue injuries that he has had. Mm. And yeah, we'll
1: see. Fingers crossed. No, no, not at all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> not for the Yankees. No. <laughs> yeah, really... I can't cross my fingers at all. You as a Blue Jays fan can't either.
1: Yeah, look, at it's. Uh, I, I just want to see games. I want to watch nine innings. I want to watch four quarters. I want to watch yes. 60 minutes. Whatever. Let's get, let's get to it. And it sounds we, like we will. But we get this underway,
2: and some sense of normalcy in the sports world returns. And mm-hmm. then, what, a week later, we'll start to get MLB or yeah. NBA will start to get NHL, NHL a yeah. couple days after that. You get that normalcy back It is ultimately what we talk about here. It's it starts with college football. Right. I mean that that is the backbone of KXNO, no and, question, and sports radio in yep. this market. Iowa, and Iowa State, move the needle. Does that normalcy help? They say we're going to wait till the end of July. That's what the SEC has said, and, mm-hmm. and Sankey's Big been 12, kind of at the forefront. Yeah, mm-hmm. that normalcy. Some things crop up, but it's not dire. Does that help college football say, you know what, we can
1: do this? Uh, I hope so, Trent. I hope so. There was, there was. Uh, I read a piece yesterday that uh, there's folks out there convinced that there will be three. Uh, three of the Power Five conferences will play, two won't, and I'm not willing to go there yet. Yeah. ACC, SEC, and Big 12, Pac 12, and, and Big 10 would take the season. I, I just don't buy that for a second. Here's what I'm encouraged today. You know what we're going through now? If the science, and I said it all along and I mean it, I believe it. Yeah. I do. I can watch the charts, I can see what's going on. What we're living through now in this huge spike across the country is July 4th weekend. Mm hmm. That's where we're at. I mean, you, you contract it, and a couple of weeks later, you're stricken with it. It's not a one-size-fits-all. But timeline-wise, this makes sense as to when this was going to be, you know, when we would pay the price as a country for, um, you know, going out and enjoying July 4th weekend. So there's no long weekend until Labor Day, <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly, yeah, exactly, So, uh, and I, I get everybody wants to go. You want to sit on patios, it's, it's, it's hard to change your lifestyle when you're used to doing that. But if you want school... You want college football? Seems to be uh, at least a little something we can do and we can hope. But to your to your point, will it seem more normalcy? You know, it certainly will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but will that do anything to uh, assuage some of the college football fears? I don't know. Yeah,
2: you know, college is so different. We're talking about professional sports versus right. college, and that's why it's just a, a completely different circumstance that we're talking at. A couple of a uh, quick PSAs. First of all, we talked uh, about Mike Hammond, our buddy over at Vision yeah, Financial. So,
1: so he really. Uh, if you don't have somebody that
2: does your taxes, and if you got an extension, but you're still just pushing it back and pushing it back, certainly give Mike a call. He can help you out in so many different ways. Tell and him how he helped your family, Trent, because this is alarming. It really was. So I get an email yesterday afternoon from Mike, and uh, it basically says the IRS has rejected our tax return. <laughs> that That's the subject. Uh-huh. IRS reject. Oh, okay, that's uh-huh. that's concerning. <laughs> right. It was flagging the Social Security numbers of my wife and my 10-month-old son Mm -hmm. that they had been used on another return. Now, I do this on my own. You don't know that. I don't know that. No. I'm doing it, it's getting flagged, and then I don't know where to turn. Right. What, what, call the IRS help desk? You think they're really going to be real quick to get back to me (laughs) on that one? No, they've they've
1: got nothing going on the day after tax day. Yeah, I'd be up a creek without a paddle. Uh Uh-huh. And you, that's, you'd certainly have a, a difficult row. I mean, yes. You will eventually get through it, I would think. But this is a, a a huge catch on their part. Yes.
2: This is the peace of mind. The cost, it's not going to break the bank. No, Trent, it, It's
1: it might be a little bit more, but we're talking dollars, not right. hundreds of dollars. Exactly. In c- comparison. And here's to- the other thing Block Brothers or any of this change, mm-hmm. right? Those guys that did your tax, they're gone. They're, right. You know, they're the, the hired 15th for guns? tax season. Yep. Yeah, they get the taxes, and then they you know, take time off until next tax season. They're
2: seasonal employees.
1: Exactly. And on the 16th, I'm not getting that email right. from them. Mike and Jerry Hammond are going to be there. Yes. Well, that's a great catch for you, and I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. You told me off air. The other thing we want to mention is the uh, we talked about it yesterday, and it's going on right now. And it's the, uh, the Food Bank of Iowa's Drive Up Mobile Pantry. It started an hour ago. It's going to last until noon. If you or if you know anyone uh, that could really use some help uh, to get through this, you don't have to pre-register. You don't have to show proof that you're in, in dire straits, mm-hmm. if you will. Just show up. You stay in your car. Um, there's 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 so many people that are... In some cases, swallowing their pride to do that. And I get it. It's hard sometimes, but you have to do it through these times, folks. And you've got some time. So if you know a family and if you think you can, you know, reach out to them without trying to make it feel like, you know, you're ridiculing them. Hey, look, I know you're whatever how you want to handle it. The food drive is going on. It's at the fairgrounds. It's free. There's meat. There's perishables. A lot of these times the food drives are non-perishable, like canned goods. But this is actually meat and perishable items. Food Bank of Iowa, right now until noon. So, again, you've got a couple of hours, less than a couple of hours, uh, if you're so inclined. They think those are going to see about 2,000 cars come through. That's 700 cars an hour roughly that's that's, awesome. that's 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 really good mm-hmm. so they'll be packing it they're doing it they were they were set to go but uh they'll continue this right through noon today Food Bank of Iowa at the fairgrounds on the east side of Des Moines until noon Food Bank of Iowa Michelle book and her crew all over there Della Lampy everybody doing terrific work uh and we're proud to be able to work with them Yeah
2: absolutely and and what a great and this isn't just uh, go through and you get a couple of cans of peas Their meat, meat. They're doing the protein. Mm -hmm. They're doing the things that certainly can be a big part of the diet for these families that are in need, and and just great to see what they've continued to do. Uh, We talked with Dylan yesterday. 55% Fifty five percent increase from yeah. what they did a year ago in June, right. and uh, looks like they're trending again that direction. Anything you can do to help, either financially or with your time, we're volunteering, yeah, yes, yeah, so the Food Bank of Iowa certainly would accept that in any way that you can help out. No question about it.
1: All right, so let's get back into sports. We know mm-hmm. the uh, the BMW Des Moines guest list in about fifteen minutes or thereabouts. We're going to do uh, try and. Be normal. Uh, Bama, Bob, yeah. joins us every Friday during college football season. And it's I been a long time a... since we talked to we Bama. We haven't talked to Bama, I don't think, since maybe the championship game Really? the day after. Yeah. It's been a long time yeah. and love talking college football with Bama, so we're going to do that with him coming up here at about 10.25. Dave Sproul on Iowa State will lead off the 11 o'clock hour and... Uh, then our friend Tom Cakert, who was part of the uh, Kirk Ferentz, and did he have two or three players join him? Three,
2: three. Do you it know was... who they were?
1: Colbert was there. Jamon
2: Colbert, yeah. Um, Linderbaum.
1: Oh yeah, I've never seen him. And... Boy, he looks like an offensive lineman, doesn't he? He, he, does. he just looks like. You know, you put 10 years on him. He looks like uh, he's going to be a pro. I'm convinced he's going to be a pro. He's a nasty SOB, and I say that uh, with a great deal of respect. He's exactly what you want.
2: And the guy in the middle that talked, uh, Linderbaum, was the final one. It was Brandon Smith.
1: Okay. Really interesting. Oh, he talked about the flag. Yes. Yes, He's a Mississippi. uh, He was born and raised in Mississippi.
2: So I was in between meetings, so I sat in my car for a long time, and. uh, was listening to KXNO yesterday, Andrew uh, put it all, basically the whole hour and five minutes up, and uh, the audio feed for it, so I was listening to that, and, and yeah, that flag conversation, I thought, was just really intriguing Who asked the question, do you know? I don't remember who it was. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't tell, and I don't remember offhand who it was, mm-hmm. but yeah, a really good one, and a really pertinent yeah, one for a kid I'll from say. Mississippi. Um, He knows the young man uh, that plays down in, in Mississippi that kind of got this all started. Oh, really? He said he's yeah. friends with him, mm-hmm. so... He said it was really cool to be able to see somebody that he know kind of generate this conversation mm-hmm. and get it to the point that it is. And, and think about a young man from Mississippi and then making his way up to Iowa State. Well, look at, look at Brandon
1: Hinson, Lee's yeah. old missing. he's going to Iowa State. And, China, I'm convinced, uh, because of the whole flag flap, mm-hmm. that he is going to get the waiver instantly. I mean, how do you deny that? Yeah. How do you deny? I mean, the—, the, the uh, the Confederate flag was still part of the state flag when he said he wanted out, and you know, good, for, good for, uh, good for the look. It took him a long time. Uh, you can't give him a, you know, a big hug if you will. Right. But they did the right thing. Finally got around to doing that. I guess they're they're the last state, if I uh, if I read it right, that uh, uh, included the Confederate flag. <laughs> Hard to believe in two thousand and twenty. So the Redskins story uh, dropped yesterday. mm Hmm. It was damning. Oh, uh, it was uh, just look, some sickening things. Just absolutely, uh, Dan Snyder was not named as mm-hmm. being a participant in it, but all three guys that um, walked the plank, if you will, in advance of the story hitting, they were all involved in it, and uh, you just you just wonder if there's a whole bunch of. Oh, there's 31 other NFL teams that may be, at least in some respects, wondering if it's going to darken their doorstep, and and professional teams all across the country because um, it's now catching up in a big way with the sports world. It, now teams are involved. So we had the story.
2: I don't remember if it was a year, two years ago, whenever it was about the Dallas Mavericks and very similar kind right. of things yep, that happened. Yep.
1: Cuban did not know what was going on, but there was a that culture was. Uh, Permeated yes. through that organization,
2: and remember how quickly, though, it seemed to dissipate. Yeah, that's a good point, Trent. Now it was in the middle of sports going on, mm-hmm. and this goes to the what we talked about with the protests that happened. It, maybe this turned out to be a good thing, not having sports where things just get brushed away, and you wonder if the same thing's going to happen now for Washington, as we have all these other things that are happening across the country, mm-hmm. and of course we're dealing with the pandemic. With this happening. Where it's not as easy just to sweep it under the rug, and here's the next game, and we just right. move on. Words seem to happen in the Mavericks case, and reading through some of those things oh, and just terrible. just heartbreaking stories, and and two women that went to the bathroom every day over their lunch hour
1: and just cried together. Right. That was awful. I, I just read not that, that's just heartbreaking.
2: You know, we we talked about
1: this, and and the one and the one gal from the marketing department. Yeah. I think she was the head of marketing. She was told, look. There's a thousand people that want this job. If you if you, if you yeah. can't take it, you know, come, really, that's the response. We're, we're something tight, yeah. so we have something to look
2: at in the meeting. And just those kind of things and those kind of issues. These are issues that we talked about on the black side of things. We are two white guys, we haven't had a whole lot of big hurdles in front of us. We've had hurdles. Everybody has hurdles, mm-hmm. but not, not in comparison. And we're also male, and yeah. and being that and, and that side of it that we just don't know. But when you hear these kind of stories and just think. In any walk of life, it doesn't have to be with the professional sports team, but what women have to go through Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis and those types of things—it's just—it's difficult to read. As a white guy, Mm -hmm. it's difficult to read these stories, but at the very least, that's what we have to do: is is open up our eyes
1: and our ears and understand. Christine Brennan's story this morning. This goes back into the '80s when she was, and now she's a columnist uh, at uh, at Gannett, and she's terrific. She's terrific writers. You see her on uh, around the Horn and those type of shows. She'd see her a lot. She's terrific. And she was the beat writer in, in Washington in the 80s. And some of the stuff that she revealed today in her column. Who was the woman that was the, the one in the locker room with the Patriots? Uh, the Gillette story. Yeah. 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 Um, God, I can't we're, think of her name. Well, we're talking about Boston, the turn globe, right? I yeah, turn of globe. the
2: eighties, early nineties, right in that. Oh, range. I know.
1: I think it was before that. Right? It was even before that. I think that It was, one, yeah. yeah. Uh, God, why can't I think of her name? But that's a good point. That's a, that was the. I think that was maybe the first one. Um, did the Patriots bar her from access to the locker room? Is that what it was?
2: It, it, that seems right. Lisa Olson. Mm-hmm. Lisa Olson filed suit against the what football year, what team. What year was it? I'm clicking here. 1991. So it was 90s. Okay. Had that one right for once. Uh, she was 27 at the time and left her job with the Boston
1: Herald. Yeah. She's still writing, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I've seen her pop up on Twitter mm-hmm. from time to time and her byline and those types of things. Yeah, still still in the game. But these stories, this isn't something new. No. And uh, unfortunately, at this point, like you said, with the, the Confederate flag in Mississippi... Hard to believe in 2020. It really is. hard to believe in 2020. We're still going through these
1: stories, and here we are. Indeed, it is. All right, let's get to golf. Tiger is uh, on the uh, course as we speak. He's not doing well. It is not going well for Eldrick today. Two over. And, uh, he last check. He was two over. Let me see if I can find him. Had
2: a birdie early, and then three bogeys after that. that on, really, on his front nine that he played. So oh, two boy. over is the last that I saw. Uh, and that
1: looks like that's going to be about the cut line too. So mm. no, he's 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 pissing down his leg, Trent. Oh no. He's four over on the round. Oh no. Four over through ten and he is uh as it stands right now would miss the cut. He's three over for the tournament. Boy, there were some guys, some big Dustin Johnson shot eighty yesterday. Ricky Fowler shot eighty one yesterday. They uh they made this course difficult, which I Well not happy for DeChambo because he drove a whole he <laughs> drove a golf ball yesterday. ready for this? Did you hear it? He drove a golf ball four hundred and twenty three yards. It's funny. You mentioned this to me
2: Monday about him, or maybe even a week ago. Uh, it, was Monday, like, it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, when he won about this guy. We saw him back in the winter, you know, early spring. We saw him before everything was shut down, and here he is just three months player. later. Can you just do that? No, working out I, hard.
1: Okay. I'm cynical. It, I,
0: I, cutting
2: some corners? Well... But have you heard that at all from no, the golf community?
1: No, I haven't, Trent. The only one I heard it from was myself. Yeah. And there was... I mean, there's other people that, come on, that, that don't buy it. Look, look at some of the big hitters in the game. Dustin Johnson, he's out driving Dustin Johnson by a football field. Dustin Johnson's a long, long hitter and always has been throughout his career. And this guy said. 423 yards. He drove a golf ball yesterday. Jack Nicklaus was part of the coverage yesterday. He was really good on the Golf Channel. I didn't watch it all, but I watched an hour or so. And when I did watch it, it was... Faldo was... uh, um and, and Jack Nicholas were you know having a conversation too. I mean Jack Nicholas, mm-hmm. if he's not number one in the, the history of the sport, he's certainly number two. You can put him where you want, right? And and Nick Faldo obviously a multi-time major champion, and these two going back and forth and it was really good. But Nick Faldo asked uh, Jack Nicholas, who now is designing golf courses, um, what, are you going to, you know, trick it up for Deshawn Remember when they tricked up golf courses for Tiger? On oh, they did it to Augusta. They did it to Augusta, and Jack said no. He said, well, they're not making any more land. It's not like you, could, you, know, you can just extend a hole because yeah. there's no land to do so. So I don't know what he's doing, Trent. I don't know if it's complete speed, club speed. Um, I don't know how he's doing it. He but to outdrive bigger. Dustin Johnson, the biggest hitter in the game, by a football field. I mean, think about that.
2: You're, you're used to, if you're one of those long hitters, you're used to being out there a ways. Mm-hmm. And then you see somebody just blow past you. A guy that, I mean, he wasn't a short guy. We're not talking about Corey Pavin or Zach Johnson. Right. We're not talking about a guy that was ducking it out there 228 every time. He was fine. But to go to this level and go to historic levels, mm-hmm. well, we're talking about guys that are in those stupid long drive in competitions. two
1: or three months. My yeah, buddy, the long drive Yeah, my buddy
2: Ryan Roush, he does that up in New Hampton. And he's he's part of that, that tour. And they're out there, and they're—I mean, the, the shaft length is like 60, <laughs> right. 60 inches. It's just ridiculous. Now he's doing this with quote-unquote normal golf clubs. Nothing has changed outside of him being bigger. Isn't he didn't find a new golf ball, doesn't some hot golf ball all of a sudden like, that travels this much further? A new technology? You're right. There. Next time we have Rudy on, we we got to see. There mm. there has to be more than this, and and to not have the golf community. Just I, I was listening to Tony Kornheiser, a big golf fan the other day, and he he was laughing about it and just going on and on and on. And kind of makes you
1: wonder, you know golf that well, this doesn't happen. It doesn't. It hasn't happened until now. Yeah. You don't think that if it was possible that somebody else would have got this far? I don't know. Look, I'm skeptical. We all lived through the steroid era in every sport, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Uh Look at Lance Armstrong, what he was able to do. Look at the Bombers in baseball and everything. How is this guy able to do it? And, you know, what are they? Are the other tour players? If you well, you can't sit around and have a beer in the clubhouse after after you're round, but are they whispering to each other? I mean, you would have to. Well,
2: he's not I, a real well liked guy to begin that's with, true, either, right? That's and true. and that's why also you wonder why mm-hmm. this story or if at least there's this question. To it. If this question isn't out there, or and this goes back to Tiger when he reinvented his body in the early 2000s, and people asking those kind of questions. Look, come on. I mean, we're, we see what happens in baseball. Same kind of thing for Tiger Woods. I mean, you have to anticipate. And people said, well, the reason it doesn't become bigger because he's not alone.
1: There's a lot right. of people. And in an individual sport, it's a lot easier. And, and then testing did come to golf it relatively did. late though, yes. in, yeah. in the process, comparatively speaking, to the other sports. Well, we'll see. 423 yards.
2: Make the cut, Tiger. Come on.
1: Get yeah, us to the really. weekend. really. Let's, let's get to the weekend, even if we have to tune in to the golf channel before <laughs> right. it shows up on the real channel. Fine. Is it CBS? CBS this CBS, weekend, Yeah, right. CBS uh, and then Golf Channel today, um, and of course yesterday. Uh, so, so we'll watch it. Who? What's what's the leaderboard at the top of the leaderboard? Rom was like? at
2: the top when I looked a
1: little you know bit what? earlier. I, Matt Rudy picks him every time we, we've had him. Talented on. Talented guy picks John Rom, and John Rom never wins when Matt Rudy picks him. He didn't pick him this week, so he's going to win. And I gave him every opportunity to do so. <laughs> Finau was really good yesterday. Yeah, he was.
2: He for hasn't one been role. as good. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and Gary Woodland, another good young you know. gun. Who seems to be up there in the top fifteen every single week? You're looking for one of those annuities. Just bet him to get yeah. in the top twenty. You usually get you might have to lay about minus one thirty, one forty every week. But it seems like Gary Woodland, he's going to be in that top twenty every single time. And yeah, I've done that betting golf. Boy, I love betting golf. And uh, going to be a lot of other options. Out no, there, no, that's been the one thing that has at least cured my gambling itch. Has yeah. been the golf. And
1: now there is there a race at uh, at uh, in Newton this weekend. Is there? I think I, there is. I thought I saw that. We're the wrong guys to be asking. Well, there, I actually watched uh, the uh, the the race from Bristol on Wednesday night, the All Star NASCAR race. Uh, I didn't watch it start to finish. Uh-huh. It's a short oval. It, it's, it's I don't know. I just didn't. They were, they were on turns constantly. Yeah, it starts today. Apparently, does it? Yeah, I think they're allowing. I think you know, they're allowing fans into the building. Well, the reason I brought up the race in Bristol, there was over twenty thousand spectators, and they were all spread out, social distance out. I mean, it's a pretty big venue as far as, as fans, and you know, kind of look different watching on TV. But at least they allowed fans in, and I'm pretty sure that there's going to be fans at the Iowa Speedway this weekend. Yeah, I mean, not not you know, shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think, but. Uh, and I wonder if there's any television coverage. I like to watch it. NBC Sports uh, Network will we'll
2: have it 8.30. I, w- I would guess that's yeah, that's Eastern, so 7.30 our time. Uh, practice and qualifying going on today. What about the race itself? I don't care about the qualifying. When's the race? Uh, I think it's tomorrow, Is but it? I don't have an official. Nothing as far as if there's television? I'm looking here. Well, we got some time. We do, Yes. Uh, it's a doubleheader, Friday, Saturday, so there'll be races each night. Good stuff. Iowa Speedway, Speedway, and
1: I believe it's uh, the the race itself. Now, it's not the IndyCorn 500, is it, or 250? What do they have it now? The 250, we're, yeah. We're
2: so far over. <laughs> we're, we're struggling uh-huh. through. Uh, let's see, does it have the actual name of the event here? First event in uh, in over a month for IndyCar. I,
1: I think this is the actual event. Yeah, there you go. I, I will be watching if it's on. Anyways, uh, we hope to be able to watch Tiger this weekend. Right now, if the uh, he is uh, below the cut line, not good for Eldrick. not having a good round here today. Let's do this, Trent KXNO. And iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword CASH. To 200, 200 right now, that's your chance to win $1,000 cash. That's cash to 200, 200. You'll get a
0: confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
1: Right, Bama, Bob Trent and I are going to talk college football next in the 11 o'clock hour. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Uh, Tom Cakert on Iowa, Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3. in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Love that music. It means it's college football season, at least for us, Trent Condons. We play that every Friday and every Monday. (laughs) And here's hoping we do it a whole bunch more times. We're going to try as we lead up to college football, and uh, Bama Bob joins us. Bama, it's been a long time. Thank you for uh, finding time for us and uh, coming on here today as we talk a little college football. How have you been, Bama Bob?
0: Oh, we're doing great, Kenny. You know, just uh, like everybody else, hoping we have a season. A little weird because this uh, this week would have been SEC Media Day yep. right here in Hoover, where I live, and we didn't have that, and we won't have that. And here's hoping that we have something to talk about yep. uh, over the coming months. It's just it's uncharted territory. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, you can plan, you can. Yes, but nobody
1: knows. Well, it's so important uh, they're going to do I think try everything that they possibly can to make a, a pathway for safety for the uh, for the amateur athletes and uh, for everybody involved in it and try and pull this off because it would be uh, in a lot of respects just a death blow to athletic programs around the country. So, we'll see. I think the country's paying the price for the July 4th weekend is what we're going through now and Hopefully uh, we can get this going in the right direction because um, a lot of people, Mark Emmert is a figurehead, uh, but a lot of people mm. think we've got a, a narrow window to start trending this in the right direction if we want to see it. And, uh, everybody, certainly that's listening to us, uh, wants to see that. Guys, there's a number of topics. I love the way, um, uh, you know, we kind of rapid fire around the table with a bunch of these. I sent the, um, uh, the, there was a, I don't know if it was leaked or not, but Sports Illustrated had the return to play, uh, parameters, um, the standards, I guess is what they called it for fall sports this year. It seemed on the surface like these were, um, pretty straightforward. Was there anything of the of the return of the standard, Bama? The the guidance that is apparently going to be out there. Anything that seemed to be unworkable, undoable to you?
0: I think it's going to be the testing, Ken. I mean, yeah. when you're talking about um, you, you know, you see, you see how much the the pro leagues are are investing, you know, in in the bubble. Now, you're not going to create bubbles, no. obviously, for college football, uh-uh. but. You know, take take Major League Baseball for instance. They're they're gonna play in their normal stadiums, no fans, but just the testing process, how accurate is it, how expensive is it, how quick can you get results? You know, are you gonna trust a group of, you know, eighty five, you know, eighteen to twenty two year old male athletes to really do what they need to do and, and quarantine and social distance and you know, not Go to parties and everything else, and I mean the 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 thing about this is, I think that we're learning is a couple of positive, you know, asymptomatic players can ravage your entire team. Mm-hmm. We mean, just look at Clemson for example. They're lucky, I say lucky, that this has happened in the summer because had this happened to them in October, they're not gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna go two weeks without playing a football game. They're mm-hmm. not having a player so. I think, to me, that is just the the absolute key to it. And then the whole quarantine thing. I mean, you're talking about a two-week quarantine for somebody who may not test positive but was around somebody who tested positive. And how are you going to prove that? Are people going to be honest? I mean, it's just – I give them credit. They're doing the best they can. They're trying to put protocols into place. I think some of it is CYA. Um, But, I mean – Again, it's the testing, and we all know that the way this thing spreads that a couple of positive asymptomatic players are going to be able to wipe out a whole team for, what, two, three weeks possibly.
1: Yeah, that's why they got to build some schedule flexibility, which I think mm-hmm. is the right thing with the non-con. Yeah. Trent, did you see anything that um – there there
2: was one part of it so during this piece this piece from SI it mentioned there were five different parameters mm-hmm. of possibility of shutting down the season after it gets started and one of them that at least struck me as i need to hear more about it was the third one campus-wide or local community test rates that all are right. considered unsafe by local public health officials all it takes is one public health official to say, hey, well, we're we're at ten percent. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. And it takes one person, the other side, and and maybe this is a little too dirty, but that hates football mm-hmm. and just says, you know what, this is my chance to to be a person that's going to shut down football here and wherever you're yep.
1: talking about. That's paying a football coach too damn much money, and I mm-hmm. work my entire yes. life. Yep. Yeah, it's a fair yeah. point. And, and that was the fair one that point. said
2: I, there needs to be. I don't know. It can't just come to one person to make that determination. One public health official that says shut it all down—that one it made me feel a little queasy, Bama, when I heard that one.
0: Yeah, that is an interesting one because, but look, you know, this gets into a whole other debate that you know we don't. Nobody wants to get into, but you know that this this whole thing is being managed at the local level as opposed to a federal level, and now you're going to almost manage it at the institutional level. You know, or, or um, this you know, is the, why we need know, so
1: badly need somebody in charge of football, boys. We need I totally so, agree. And, and,
0: yes, yeah, um, and you know it, it's just like Trent said. It's one of those things. If if I don't think it would happen in our state, but you know if the governor or the you know whoever the public health official is here, if Alabama just had an an, an outbreak in September, you know early October, to the point where the the testing is revealing you know 15%, 20 percent positive rates and you know there's there's widespread um you know outbreaks on campuses are they going to shut down the entire campus and is that going to include football and i i would think it would yeah, i would
1: think so too you're
0: right th- th- there's just so much i listen it's going to happen guys some yeah. some team we we are not i think we just all need to understand that whatever we get this year we just need to be happy for um There's pockets of the country that are doing it right. There's pockets of the country, including the state that I live, that got it totally wrong. Um, And I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, overwhelming the the public health systems. Uh, I mean, you know, I live right here. My daughter's in nursing school at UAB, which is a a great institution, one of the the best we have in the country. And they're getting close to being overwhelmed by this. And, you know, and this is six months after the initial, out. they were fine in the in the first part of it, but uh, you know, it, and there's so much else at play outside factors. I give him credit for trying to come up with a plan. I I just have no idea how it's going to be implemented, and all it's going to take is one one player being hospitalized. I mean, you know, you start to think about you know who who does this affect, and you know, it, it's you know these linemen that are you know six five, three hundred and sixty pounds, and are they are they healthy? Maybe, but you know, we know how this virus attacks larger people and underlying health conditions, and I, I don't know. It, it's there's so much to it, and it, you just go down. You can just go down a rabbit hole. But I, everything I've seen, I think it, they're 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 doing the best they can do. I just don't think at some point at some point somebody's going to make a call, and it's going to be like everything else. Everybody's just going to follow suit because they're not going to want to be the one.
1: Well, let's uh, let's name a commissioner of uh, of college football. Is there any name out there that makes sense that could, you know, everybody would uh, would respect um, that everybody would be willing to let this guy or gal run it in the beginning? Uh, is is there a name, Trent? That's. Um, that comes Oliver to... Luck always seems to be yeah. the one that comes up
2: first, right? Does he want that role? And you know what? I wonder if you know. I, He just might. Yeah. Ultimately, though, the the question becomes, what kind of power still is it going to do? Because you have these five major conferences. They have control of college football. They Mm -hmm. run college football in different circumstances, in different ways. But ultimately, it comes down to them. Do they want to give up the power? It's a great idea, but the NCAA could go to these member institutions, the 65 that comprise the power structure, and say, hey, we got this great idea. Here comes Oliver Luck, and he's going to run things. And Kevin Warren... And Sankey and everybody else says, why do we need that guy? We've got to figure it out here. Mm-hmm. We're fine. You have to be able to sway them. The commissioners what, have a ton of power. Chances and what can the NCAA to do to sway them, even if you come up with this idea and find somebody to do it, to get them
0: to give up their power?
1: Uh, Bami, you got a, a, a czar in mind?
0: I want to go outside the box. and, and uh, How about Condoleezza Rice? Okay,
1: I'm, I'm in. Loves football, I mean, no, knows the
0: game. Loves football. Was part the game, of the uh, selection like,
1: playoff committee?
0: Absolutely. You know, Secretary of State under yeah, Bush. Yep. Um, I mean, again, it, but the 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 point being to, to Trent's point is, you know, what kind of power are they truly going to have? Mm-hmm. Um, are you know, would these conferences just break away and go? Right, you know what? We're not going to, you know, in pro sports, the the commissioner is seen to work for the owners. True so are is are you going to have a commissioner that works for the president or is it and then try to appease the the athletic departments are you going to put a football person in charge and try to get you know like you said the SEC the, the power 5 you know who are just these money grabbing conferences and with their own networks and their own TV deals and are you going to try to level that playing field um I don't know. It's a great idea, but much like, again, the way we're handling this pandemic, it's kind of like, you know, you have the federal government, and then you have, like, 50 states trying to handle it on their own, and that's kind of what you have right now in college football is, Mm -hmm. yeah, you have the NCAA that has a set of rules and, you know, tries to define what a student athlete is, and then you have all these –
1: Five power five conference commissioners.
0: Yep, Mm -hmm. cutting their own deals, and, you know, we all know that, you know, money talks, so – I think she would be great at it if she were allowed to do it. I don't know if she'd want it. Um, I just, I don't think it would happen. I, I saw Mac Brown advocate for it. He did. On the surface, it's a good idea. And if you're ever going to, if college football is ever going to quote unquote reset, now is the time because this is the time to do it. I think you're going to see Ken, we were talking about this, uh, the other day with somebody else that I think you're going to see, a. Couple. If we do not have a college football season this year, I think you're going to see a couple of Power 5 programs fold mm. um, because they they are spending money, assuming that money is continuing to come in from TV and bowl revenue and all that. And if for whatever reason that gets wiped out, I can guarantee you there's – you already see a, a school like Stanford cut 11 sports. Right. Now they're minor, they're non-revenue, but Stanford, for God's sake, who probably has more money than, you know, most, has cut eleven sports from their budget, and uh, if we don't play this year, and we don't have it on television, and we don't have bowl revenue, uh, you're going to see a lot of teams that just can't—they can't not be able to to, uh, to survive it.
1: Bama, what uh, non-con game? We know it's conference only, at least we assume that the SEC and the ACC. It sounds like they might—they might be uh, two conferences that are willing to, like a Georgia, Georgia Tech, or a Louisville, Kentucky, or yeah, uh, you know, uh, Clemson, South Carolina. What non-conference game that's been canceled are you going to miss the most, Bama?
0: The one that's officially been canceled that I, I think I was looking forward to was Wisconsin Notre Dame. Yeah, me too. I just thought. I thought that was a great idea. You know, two Midwestern, you know, northern Midwest, if you want to look at it that way, schools playing at Lambeau Field, you know, probably split 50-50 down the middle. I thought that had a great Mm -hmm. chance. I mean, obviously Alabama-USC here is, is a big one. That was a game in Arlington. I'll tell you, Ken, the one that hasn't officially been canceled, I think it probably will, or if it's not, it certainly will not be the spectacle. And you and I talked about, this, I think maybe back in March, I texted you because I was looking at the schedules, and I'm like, <laughs> I was so looking forward to Oklahoma going to West Point. Yeah. I mean, that is the kind of game that never mm-hmm. happens. I mean, you know, for a, a program like Oklahoma to play a true road game at West Point in front of all those cadets in that setting, I think was going to be that was the game I was almost looking forward to the most, just because it's so unique. It's never happened. I don't know if it'll happen again. You know, they would play. They play at neutral sites. And Army went to Norman and scared the crap out of them a couple of years ago. We know that, but to, just to play to have Oklahoma in Mickey Stadium at West Point, I I don't know why I was so looking forward to that. You know, how I am about the service academy anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, And that hasn't officially been canceled because the Big 12 hasn't gone to conference only, but I think we can all kind of agree that even if it does get played, it's not going to be a full stadium. You're not going to have game day and the the rowdy cadets and everything else. So I I just – that one to me is if that one has to go, I will be. That's just a huge disappointment.
1: I was. I'm with you on Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Cyhawk as well. Trent. you <laughs> <Yes>, got one.
2: <laughs> I do. I know a lot of people pointed to the Oregon Ohio State game out yep. in Eugene and seeing in that great environment what that game was going to be, but I'm going to go to another game that was going to be played in Eugene. North Dakota State, Oh, Oregon. for Lance. yeah. yeah see yeah. Trey Lance yeah. in that environment. Yeah, North one. Dakota State, who has won, what, I think, seven consecutive games against FBS Is teams. It that many? Including Holy beating man, a ranked man. Iowa team four years ago. This was their next chance, and to do it against a preseason top 12 team, at the very least, in Oregon. Oh, that would have been so, yeah. so good. And that one taken away. One. Yeah, Ohio State, Oregon, great. North Dakota State, Oregon, that one for me, just the great unknown and what could have been. That's one that, uh, that one certainly stung.
1: Uh, the North Dakota State, Iowa State game provided us with some of the most memorable radio, the Cyclone Fanatic show with Bloom and Williams, and they had the, the guy that covered North Dakota State, the bison on. That was unbelievable. Guys, let's do this. Trent, to you, give me a name in college football The man, maybe we've heard of them, but we don't really know too much about him. but if this, no. When the season is played, we're going to know about this guy very quickly. Is there a name? I have a name. It's a guy that was the backup quarterback last year at LSU
2: behind Joe Burrow a couple Mm. years ago. Tyler Shaw. I I like a lot about what I've read about him going back to spring and, and some of the things that were coming out. When we went down the route when non-conference for the Pac-12 and Big Ten was canceled and talking about that Ohio State game, I started doing a little more research on Oregon, and that was one thing that jumped out. So there's a name deep down there. Yep, it's and a good you can, one. And you can get them at 150 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah.
0: Bama, you got a name? Yeah, I do, and I think it's one of the best names in college football, and that's the guy that's going to probably take over for Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler. I mean, uh-huh. I think this is a guy that I mean, he hasn't officially won the job. No, he hasn't. First of all, what a great name. (laughs) I mean, oh, my goodness. I mean, Spencer Rattler, like Rattlesnake. Um, I just, listen, we all know how Oklahoma likes to, they're going to have athletes. We know how they like to chuck it around. He's a dual threat. We saw what Jalen Hurts did last year. He got into a couple of games, and, you know, so he's been in the program a year. He's going to be a redshirt sophomore or a redshirt freshman, so. I think that's a guy that could just kind of all of a sudden we're like, Huh, looky here. Um <laughs> if it doesn't go well at Alabama, I mean if if they have a true camp like, you know, Bryce Young down there at Alabama, um, you know, the guy that would replace two of them. I mean Mac Jones came in and played well last year, but I mean he that's a guy that if it if who could win the job in camp, I mean he's that good. Uh he'd be a true freshman, which would be unique for Nick Saban, but uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go quarterback with Rattler, and then maybe a dark horse of Bryce Young if he uh, he can win the job for Alabama.
1: Well, I'm gonna go to the SEC West, but I'm going to Ole miss John Rice. Is it Rice Plumley? John Reese Plumley. Reese Plumley. Reese. Reese. He is yep. unbelievable to
0: watch, Bama. Yep. the, the is, highlights of what?
1: Oh God, watching him run through LSU defenders last year was yep. was eye opening. Uh so and Lane
0: Kip, and calling plays
1: now. Oh my, I forgot about that angle of it. But yeah, give me Plumley, give me Plumley for that one. All right, a couple more before we run out of time here. Uh, is there a household name coach who's on a tremendously hot seat? Trent Condon. There is. Okay. And it's something and, and somebody that
2: we've been told is not on a hot seat. Jim Harbaugh. It's not Jim Harbaugh. Okay. But I thought about that one. Okay. Let's just go to our west a little bit. Oh. Down on 80.
1: Scott Frost. Scott Frost. Ah.
2: If this thing hits the skids again, and Martinez is not the quarterback that we thought we were going to see mm-hmm. two years ago mm-hmm. after his freshman campaign. If that struggles again, McCaffrey's not able to do anything. If it goes that route, and they struggle to a 3-7 and seven type of year, I just can't see the Nebraska fan base as
1: rabid and as crazy as they even are. If it, even though he's one of theirs? accepting it yeah that, that's a good one that's a good one because no one we simple doesn't think for a minute that his
2: no, seat's even no. warm but you know how crazy yeah. the fans over there and just how negative it can be and oh boy they're they're one in six in the division whatever it may be mm-hmm. and they get clubbed again in, in one of those crossover games and it just looks non-competitive i certainly could see that happen where the beat writers don't think it happened we've seen it happen frank solich wins
1: 10 games yeah, and he gets true. jettisoned right bama how about you
0: yeah, that, he was mine. I mean, I'm really? looking at him, and, and yeah, I mean, nine and fifteen over two years. You know, four and eight, five and seven, no impact. He's making five million bucks a year. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, I, I don't know that any coach this year you're really going to be. We just don't know. There's so much unknown about this team True. So, and, and budgets. You know, if if he, you know, if if they get ravaged by some things, and you know. Have players missing because of the virus or whatnot, you know, maybe he gets a pass. Um, and listen, I'm Steve Simpleton knows more about Nebraska football than than just about anybody walking. Um, so you would take his, I think, word, but he was the one when I'm looking at, at, at the list here and, and, you know, he was the one who jumped out to me, you know, Tom Herman at Texas. Nice. He, He's again, I mean, you know, almost 6 million bucks a year. He was 10 and 4 a couple of years ago, 7 and 5 last year. I mean, he's got to start getting that team yep. into playoff. He's got a good team this year, not, Bama.
1: He's got a good team. He
0: does and he's got a quarterback and yep. if he's got that. He's got a what, chance, Bama. The he's got a chance. Yeah. So, he's but he's got to start making some noise over there, I would think. I mean, get him into the playoff conversation, at least.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's certainly one of mine. I'm going to go Mike Gundy, just because of the hot water that he's yeah. in, and then those emails came out one. the other day, and he knew nothing about OAN, yet they found emails when he's reaching out for some swag. <laughs> and he's asking yeah. for a hat. He's making millions. They want to send him a t-shirt. You know, I like to wear hats, too. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Guys, here's the the last thing, because I don't want to run out of time. Maybe we should save this for another week, but I don't. Let's, let's do it right now. You can't say Trevor Lawrence Bama Trent give me the Heisman winner you can't say Trevor Lawrence Justin Fields is the easy answer is it yeah. I got
0: a different one I'm going Justin Fields Bama he would be my pick uh but just because Trent picked team I'm gonna say Chuba
1: Hubbard nah, yeah no I gotta come up <laughs> with another one
0: <laughs> I just like I mean I, do listen, too. I mean he's the real deal I think yeah. I mean I- and he's Canadian Bama oh. Yeah, well, I mean, then, then, you know, another tick in the, uh, right. in, the in the pro column, right there. But yeah, th- those two were mine. I mean, I-, I don't know. I just, I just, it- it's so hard again because you don't, we, you don't know what you're going to get. The non-conference game against Oregon, you know, Field's going to get to play that one, and you know, I don't know. I just, those are those would be my two.
1: Yeah, you know what, this leads for a whole nother discussion. We'll have it in the weeks ahead. You know, the college football playoff committee, they put so much emphasis a lot of times on these non-conference games, these big games against big opponents. And I don't know, we may not have them. Bama, we're out of time. Wonderful to talk well, to you. And,
0: yeah, they're going to have, not everybody, Kenny, is going to have the same number of data points. That's this year. just I mean, it, just too. Know, not going to happen. Nope.
1: So. You're right. Bama, we're out of time. Talk to you in the weeks ahead. All Thanks, Bell. Right. Look forward to it. Stay safe. Yeah, you do the same, Bama Bob. As we talk college football, uh, quick timeout. Trent, we'll come back. Finish up the hour. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Tom Cakert on Iowa in hour two. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO. And one come for details. Miller and Condon, final couple of minutes. Well, Trent, it's all over for my North Polar Bears. They got beat last night. Yeah. Coach Ellis, Dominic Ellis over there. Great story by Tommy Birch. They fell to Lincoln last night. Had a little bit of a rally in the game, though. There was a grand slam. I saw Channel 13 was there live. or Well, they were there. Mm-hmm. They'd show the game live, but I saw uh, some of the highlights of it. But uh, great story. My Burch, his um, move in the sports department's is paying yeah. off in, in, uh, in a big way. The Hellickson piece today, did you read it? Playing slow-pitch softball. Can With the guys just up the street from us over at the station. Love that. Yeah, he won a World Series ring last year, former Rookie of the mm-hmm. Year. Now, I know he's not on the mound, right? And it's, it's softball, but um, that's that's a great story. Tommy Birch, I'm an Unabashed fan, and those are really two really good reads from mm-hmm. Birchy, uh this past week. So we will move into the second hour of the program, and... Hit on Iowa State first of all. Big 12, all, uh, all Big 12 teams are out. Big 10 likewise. Uh, no, Big 10 is not out. As not of yet. yet. That's yeah. true.
2: But we'll talk Big 10. Three Big 12 uh, Iowa State players mm-hmm. on the list.
1: Absolutely. They won't surprise anybody. No, Kohler, Eisworth, and uh, Jaquan Bailey. We will talk Iowa and Iowa State in the second and final hour of the program. Final hour of the week is next for us, anyways. 1460, 106.3